when you see something that you imagine in your head come to life, yeah. that matters. Okay. Like that, that, that's why I like videos so much is because I can hear a song, picture it in my head. And if it comes together the way that I pictured it in my head, it's incredible to me. Like that's an incredible thing to me. If I put together a marketing plan that comes together, that works, that's incredible to me. Somebody takes a chance and does something different and it moves any sort of fucking, if one person is like, whoa, that matters to me. What is up and welcome back to Where Are All My Friends. This week we are sitting down with Morgan Freed. I'm stoked on this episode for a couple different reasons. Even outside of what Morgan does for work, I was just excited to sit down with him really as a person because I think there's something really, really special about him. And the best part about this episode was I had that feeling, I don't know, like him and I, we had crossed paths. There were certain times where we'd talk a little bit and I kind of just had that feeling. I was like, this guy, this guy knows, this guy's onto something. Or, you know, just when you have that feeling that somebody's in a similar mindset as you. So we had a bunch of things like that. And finally, it just worked out where I was like, yo, let's meet up. Let's do this podcast. And all of those feelings were 100% accurate, where Morgan is just this creative individual who sees things differently. And that is exactly what I'm trying to share and spread on this podcast. So he specifically has a crazy story where he had a really rough up, not even upbringing, but a really rough youth growing up in Arizona and going through addiction and a lot of just crazy life. So we talk about that. We talk about how he got through that. And then we talk about the things that he gets into now and what he's working on and just how he creates in every single way. And if you aren't familiar, a couple of the projects that he does work on are Ride or Cry, which is a creative agency based out of LA tied closely with Emo Night, which he's a partner in, and OK Ballet, which is a clothing brand that has just this attention to detail and quality that I really do love. So all of those things tie together, and as you listen to the episode, you'll understand why it's so cool and why he does what he does. I think this episode is particularly important for anybody who feels like they don't fit in or they see things differently or feel like a bit of an outcast because Morgan breaks so many rules and he's now proof that if you have a vision and if you feel strongly about something that you see, you can make that happen. Even down to the point of where we recorded the episode is a representation of him breaking rules and seeing things differently and doing what he believes in. I get to his house to record and there's a room where we could have recorded inside, which made perfect sense. And then he had this really dope patio outside and his dog, Timmy, is hanging out and he's looking at it and he's like, why don't we record it out on the patio? And at first I was just like, damn, that outside noise, it's going to be so rough. It was kind of raining. And I stopped and I was just like, well, fuck it. Like, why not? So there are so many themes to that in his life and taking risks and just believing in something that you see. And damn, do I respect that. It's exactly what I like to tell the story of and it's exactly what I like to learn about. So I really do think that you're going to like this episode. Then my last piece, I say this a lot, but I so genuinely mean it of just thank you. Thank you for listening to the episode. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for leaving feedback. It makes my day when I get DMs or messages or read comments about you guys listening and liking these episodes and 
getting inspiration and learning about these people. That's entirely why I do it. So thank you, thank you for sharing. Thank you for spreading it. Thank you for leaving feedback. It, it really, like, it, it makes my day. It's so fucking cool. So thank you. Let's get into this episode. I know you're going to like it. Like, I'm not trying to hit people with, like, the something you could Google, but I think that the people behind the things you can Google are extremely interesting. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, it's like most of the people I fucking like are incredibly unstable. They're, uh, you know, like, I, I like a lot of... It's really, 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 you know, my fucking dad doesn't know this, but I know he doesn't, you know, I know he didn't graduate college. Like, he thinks that we think he did, but, like, uh, you know, and it's, like, one of those things. Most of the people that I really, really look up to, like, sort of did, did it's they did follow a formula, which is doing what they wanted to do and do what they thought was the right thing to do. Yeah. Even though there that is no formula. That's not a, that's not a thing, but they did what they believed was the right thing to do in that moment. And well, you know, and that and instead of being like, all right, well, I guess I'm just going to do everything the same as everybody else is doing. Like, what sort of fucking impact will that make? Like, what sort of mold will that break? Like, well, and it's like what we were talking about, where it's like, yes, in theory, it sounds super nice to work a nine to five at Albertsons. But then, like, in the reality of it, you're just like, I'm miserable. And I think that there's something like I want to encourage as much as possible, like being down to take the risk and like just trusting the process of like the fucking unknown of like, yeah, this is scary. But if I don't do this, like I'm going to be. I mean, not for everybody, that's but I a, think dude, that... That's a scary thing. Like, people fucking don't, like... They don't are afraid to fail. People are afraid to fail. I'm afraid to fail, you know? I think uh, we all are. I, like, I'm, af I'm definitely afraid to fail, but I've done it countless times, and I'll continue to do it yeah. countless times. But each one of those times that I do it, I'll take something from it. Yeah. So, like, in actuality, it's... You know, in the in the... Like I said, like, I got fired from that place... And at the fucking time, I was like, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. Like, well, how am I going to recover from this? And looking back, like you said, like five years ago, now now I'm going to go to the fucking Echoplex and see how I can fly. You know, like those are, you know, where at the time, like five years ago, I was like, I, my life is over and I'm just going to work at a fucking, you know. Yeah. And I love like how you say that because it's like everyone is afraid of failing and even the people that have been successful. But it's like as you fail more, you're just like, oh, this isn't so bad. And I'm like, you get good at failing and then like you can also succeed. And you're like, oh, this is better. Yeah, dude, I, I fucking I mean, it's I almost look forward to the failures at this point. Like I almost look forward to being like what didn't work because then that like shows me what will or like gives me another route where, you know, if I'm like so dead stuck on a fucking idea, like, dude, not every idea I have is good. Yeah. You know, like not every idea I have. In fact, most ideas I have are pretty bad. <laughs> like, like I'm not even going to front like most of the things that I or I can't do them just due to like social norms. Like I'm not able to say the things that I want to say. I'm not able to post the things that I want to post. I'm not able to do the things that I think are, you know, absolutely creative and, and fun and interesting and cool just due to the fact that like at this point in time, somebody's going to get upset and like somebody's not going to understand. Yeah. And then that's like, you know, it is the good and bad thing about like the culture that we live in is that everybody has an opinion. Everybody's allowed to think what they want to think and say what they want. And they're, they have a platform to do so. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Like just because you have as, you know, a ton of followers doesn't mean your voice is the, it, it, the voice is the loudest. Is God, the thing. It's, the whole thing. it's a terrible okay. thing, dude. Well, here, let's do this because I want to get to your story. And I feel like as people understand who you are and what you do, like they'll understand like just how you have so much perspective on that. 
So really quickly, before we get into that, if anybody doesn't know who you are or what you do or anything like that, what's like your quick elevator pitch or just what is your quick story of who you are and what you do? Um, just like what I do now is um, my name is Morgan. I am partners in a company called Ride or Cry, which is a, um, I guess it's a full service creative agency. Um, I'm also partners in something called Emo Night, which is it's a lot of things. Um, it's, it's definitely a lot of things. It's way more than what we initially started it as. And I'm also partners in a company called OK Ballet, which is um, a clothing brand. Hell yeah. I think that says it well. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, those are the things that I do yeah. daily. I, mean, we'll I also get into it. But... Yeah. I also like do this thing called community meeting, you know, like oh, I yeah. do do that. It's like a, you know, risk awareness based, um, like get together once a month where, you know, a couple of friends of mine were like, Oh, you know, after peep died, like we were like, we probably should probably should, you know, we're in the nightlife space. We should probably do something. And, um, you know, we all, we've given the platforms that we have, like, it would felt like it would have been like a disservice to not do that. And like to not have, you know, kids that go to events and like art shows and shit to like, not, be informed about what happens if you like fucking your friend ODs or like if you're thinking about fucking killing yourself, you know, shit like that where it's like, it's important. Yeah. It exists, but like not a lot of people in that space or they are talking about it now. You know, there's like way more people talking about it as we, as we go, just because I think that the internet's done something, you know, made it okay in some ways to, to be a little bit more open about that. And like they said, like good and bad, the internet is, is good and evil. I agree. Um, well, <laughs> oh, that wasn't bad. That was one honk. No, we're outside. For anyone listening, we decided to do it outside. Like, yeah. I show up, and we look, and there's this patio, and it was just like, no, this is nice. And it's drizzling a little bit, and a car's honking a horn, but yeah. fuck it. There's no rules. We don't get we don't get days like this very often, and to, like, be able to do something like this outside on a day like this in California is a really, like, you know, we get to look back at this and be like, that was tight when you when we did yeah. that. So instead I, of just being in a fucking studio or in my house. I feel like five minutes into talking, you, talking to you, there's, like, a theme of just, like why do rules actually matter in a sense? So it's like for a podcast that I started to have fun with my friends and spread positivity, why the fuck can't we sit outside? Dude, if there's a hum in the background the entire time, you know who's going to care? Nobody. Yeah. Nobody's going to give a fuck. No, nobody will care that the that you can hear doors closing. Nobody's going to be like, that's a bad podcast because you can hear the rain. Yeah. Like that's, those are the things that like, those are the rules that like you wouldn't get in a studio. Yeah. Where people would be like, the, the, it's the same fucking dude. Let me tell you this. It's the same fucking thing as I deal with a lot of producers, a lot of music producers. I deal this with I deal with a lot of like music video people and and bands and and commercial people. It's like it's they're like really 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 dedicated to being like this sounds great. This looks great. Like yeah. but is the is the piece itself great? Yeah. You know, like if the sound is there, does that make it a good song? If the fucking it's colored the right way, does that make it a good video? Yeah, that's so true. And like I even like I, I fall victim to that all the time where like I think about so much like that quality before I think of the actual product that you're shipping. And then you're, like when you stop and think about it, it's like, well, what's the fucking point if it's not good? If it's not good, that doesn't matter how it sounds. Yeah, lift it up. Yeah. Who cares? There we go. If you need another towel, let me know. 
This will pass in a fucking second, dude. It's California. Yeah. Really? I know. Like, honestly, like, this is perfect, and I love the this, and, like, it's just, it fits so well to sit outside and do your episode with you. Oh, look, the rain's passing. Yeah, that's it. It's all it took. We're it's good. Five seconds, you know? There it is. So. Okay, so, that's what you do. That says it very short, and there's so many layers to all of that, but take me back to, I guess, like, kind of a time of, like, where you're from, like, you finding, like, your first hobbies, like, growing up. Sure. What's that look like? Well, I was uh, I was born in New York, um, and that is where my parents like they didn't like we didn't really have TV. We didn't they didn't. I mean, we had it, but we never like watched it. Like I don't know why I do the things that I do now because I didn't grow up watching TV and movies. Like I remember we just watched The Simpsons on like Friday night. Like Dude, that's that's, that's my it. Show. That's it. We just watched that as a family together on Friday night, and like. You know, I knew a lot of my friends, like, they, my parents never had soda in the fucking house, like, yeah. and I, so whenever I'd go to, like, my friend's house, it'd be, like, have soda, watch TV, do that shit, and I never had that, yeah. so, like, everything that, like, I did when I was by myself was, came out of, like, my imagination, so it was, like, all these things that I, you know, I didn't have anything plugging ideas into my head but myself and, like, the world around me when I was, like, a little kid. So I grew up there. Then my parents moved us to Tucson, which was like a, a weird place for like a small Jewy kid to be, you know, like coming what from age New York. Were you moving? I was like fourteen or thirteen or something oh, like that. Shit. So that's kind of like that kind of sucks because you had like 12? grown your like your roots and then had to shift it. Yeah, I mean, I think I don't remember a lot of like New York, and I don't know why. It's so weird. My memory is really, really strange. It's really, mm -hmm. really a strange. It's really, it's it's actually scary. Like, I'm actually kind of scared that, like, I'm just going to forget everything one day. Like, you're just going to, like, be out of it yeah, one like day? Yeah, like, have Alzheimer's or some shit. I think, you know, that's what happens when you smoke shit off tinfoil for 10 years. You know what I mean? <laughs> your brain melts. And, like, it, like, ruins part of, like, the your, like, cognitive thinking. And, like, you know, like, I did a lot of things in my youth that, like, are seriously detrimental to my adult way of life but also at the same time extremely beneficial to the way that i think yeah so at what age so you moved to tucson at 14 and like you were telling me before the episode started like you have you have had a fucking past yeah dude i mean like well this is why i started to like before podcast existed i didn't know what a podcast was for a really long time i had no idea like what that meant even i just thought it was radio yeah and and the reason being is like i would in Tucson, I would I would smoke heroin, and I would listen to XM radio in my car. And at that time, those were the only things, like, those the people that I was listening to, like, on these XM radio were, like, my only friends. You know, I thought that they were, like, you know, it was comforting, it was familiar, and I would just, like, nod in my car and listen to, like, Opie and Anthony and, like, Ron and Fez on, like, XM radio on repeat and on repeat. And, you know, this was before XM was, like, built into cars. This was, like... I had to have, like, an external XM radio thing with an what? antenna that's set on my car. You know what I mean? You're talking more about the XM radio than the heroin in your car? Yeah, it was It was a big deal to me. That's why I liked it. It was like, it, if you can sit and listen to something without seeing it and it captivates you, I didn't have to, I could be anywhere. You know, at this time, like, iPhones, you didn't fucking, there were no, it wasn't, there was no IGTV. There was no, like, any of that. It was yeah. just... You know, you had to be inside or you were listening to the radio. And, like, Fuck. and so, like, yeah, move, move this way. We're moving it. There you go. We're moving it under the little thing. That's all it is. 
Are you good? Did I'm totally good. No, no, no. I'm totally good. This yeah. is my shit. Okay. I like yeah. being boxed in. Okay. <laughs> Can't go anywhere. Tight. 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 Yeah, that works. That's good for you, that's right? That's nice. Yeah, this okay, is sweet. really nice now. Okay, sweet. Yeah, okay. so like, that's that. Like, I just, I, that's what I, that's what I did. Like, that was like my, what I fucking, you know, I played in bands and I just got by and I worked at like clothing stores and I had all these ideas and I just would, thought I would just never do them because I couldn't get out of this cycle of being a fucking drug addict or alcoholic where I just like needed that shit to survive. What age is that? How early was that for you? 14 to 24. Oh fuck. How did you find it at such a young age? Like I got my tooth pulled. I got my wisdom teeth pulled yeah. and they prescribed me like something. It's a pretty standard story actually. It's like not you know like I always had like tendencies where I was like a little bit a little bit different than like a lot of like my friends um just in the way that I I thought and the way that I like did stuff and like how they could stop doing shit and I couldn't stop doing shit. Uh, and so you noticed that pretty early looking. No, I didn't oh, notice oh, oh. it. I, I didn't notice it. But now, like, since I've gotten sober, like I look back and I'm like, oh, oh there are definitely telltale signs <laughs> that like I was and I should have been on like high alert. Like my parents should have just been like, you are locked in your room forever, you know, but yeah. like. It, it's one of the, it's this fucking thank god that they didn't they let me fuck up a, a ton so i can like make mistakes like i said like if i didn't do all of those things i wouldn't be where i am today and so there's no way to like you can't you know it's either like i'm here or i'd be dead yeah so oh. there's really no middle ground for that so it's it's a real uh it's a real risk situation that i that i made for myself yeah. here okay so you're in Tucson, very early age, exposed to drugs, but still like find XM radio, yeah, captivated. That's like a memory that you have. That's like you one know. of my favorite memories, and that's why I like podcasts, and that's why I like don't agree to do a lot of them. Like I was telling you, is like they're like, what is, what is emo night? And I'm like, I don't know, fucking look it up. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah, I don't, it doesn't, doesn't like matter. look it up. Who gives a shit? Like it's it's literally in Rolling Stone and Forbes, and like you can billboard like look it up. Yeah, and like I don't need to say it again. No. You know, it's like exhausting at this point, and so I only agree to the ones where I'm like, all right. I can like speak freely and that so I, I do say no a bunch to like a lot of, and like you know respectfully I'm like hey man you know it's just like good luck but I'm, it's not my not my thing no that means so much and like thank you because like I feel like we align really heavily on that where like I was telling you like I don't want to fucking do this to tell the same stories like I think that you're an extremely interesting person and I'm excited which is weird because I think I'm not that's the that's the thing. Like because I think I'm normalized like, so many of these experiences. Yeah. Do you think so? Do you think that that's what it is? It's just like every day I like wake up and I'm like, like I do realize at this point now I live like my every day is something really crazy and and I only times I ever look at it like that are when somebody tells me or if I like sit back and look at the things that the last like five or six years we've done. Yeah, but, like, I'm not even saying, like, that, because, like, the, the accomplishments there, like, that will happen if you keep working hard. But I'm saying, like, the person that you are and, like, again, I don't, I'm not here to talk about Emo Night. Like, that's cool. But, like, your story, I think the only way that you can come out and be you that, like, has whatever outlet you have is if you, like, normalize the crazy fucking life you've had and turn it into something positive. Yeah, it's and that's, I mean, dude... In order to, like, this is why, like, a lot of, like, companies and businesses in, in Los Angeles and, and L.A., like, don't, 
they don't they're you have like a kid who's been given everything right and when they're like i have a great idea for a clothing brand they're like they do it and and if they have some success they don't know what success is like because they've had success their entire life they've never had failure so like i had a great childhood my parents were great but like personally i failed i failed at like being alive you know like i failed at like becoming a person i failed at going to school i failed at like having like healthy relationships i failed at like almost everything that i did and so the fact that like i can have friends now is an accomplishment the fact that like i can pay my bills on time is an accomplishment the fact that like my parents don't hate me is an accomplishment so i get to be grateful for things that most people just have yeah. You know, like I get to like understand like why those things are cool because yeah. I didn't have those things. And like those are the things that I really wanted. I didn't I didn't want all the stuff that I have. All I wanted was to not be sick every day and that's really about it. Fuck. Yeah, that's it. That's it. So like what was like when you were in that? Like what is that life? Like you're I guess like those years of failing and not having that like how long was that going on? How long are you in Arizona? I was there for, for ten, 10 years. Like, I did that. Okay. I did that for 10 years. Um, and every day, that looked like chasing something that is unachievable. That's like chasing a... You know, you get high first time, and you're like, this is the greatest feeling in the entire world, and then you just chase that forever. Yeah. And it doesn't exist anymore. That That doesn't exist. And so what happens is you just end up maintaining... And you chase this this feeling that you'll never get again. And just if you don't have anything, you just get sick. And you can't live. And you can't work. And you can't talk. And you can't move. And you're just, like, shitting and throwing up and sweating and, like, you know, shaking. And, like, your eyes are fucked. Your pupils are fucking lost. It's just, it's a nightmare, dude. It's a real, it's like an ever, and you're romanticizing this shit. Like, I like, rom- I'll do it today. I'll romanticize, I fucking will be like, man, it'll be so great to just have a beer. And I'll romanticize it. And I'm not capable of doing that. Like, I'm not capable of just having one of those things. Um, I don't know what it is. And, and sometimes I hate it. Sometimes I hate myself for it because I'm like, fuck, I just want to be normal. Like, yeah. I just wish I could go, like, I wish we could be having beers right now. Like, normal people do. And I can't do it because once I put anything into my system, my body goes, you need more of that. And mm. you need enough of that to fucking kill you. Like, dude, I live every day with a brain that is trying to kill me. That's like fucking. Yeah. But like the person that I'm sitting down with now versus the person that was super thick into it. Like, that's crazy that you are self-aware enough and like got to a point where you could be at a good side of it. So not many people do. Yeah. So like 10 years of that and like what happens or like what, like I don't want to skip anything important there. So I mean a lot of, a lot of stuff happened there. Like in those years where I was, should have stopped. I've tried so many times to fucking quit and I just couldn't do it. But like there had to have been more of your identity than just getting fucked up. Like you find XM radio. Yeah, like I, I, dude, I played in bands. Like I fucking, you know, we would drink beers and shoot shit in the desert. And like, you know, in, in, Tucson, there's nothing to do, right? Like, right. you play in bands, and you go to parties, and that's it. Yeah. And, like, that that's it. You go to shows, and, um, like, here is curated every night. Like, I could go do something tonight. Like, I could go do something tomorrow. I could go do something the next day. Like, in New York, same shit. There, I was left with my 
drug addiction and my imagination. Like, and that's it. And, like, so, like, you know, in all of those ways, like, that shaped what I do today is, like, how do I make something out of nothing? How do I take, like, if given nothing, how do I make something amazing that I think is amazing out of it? So I'm, in a lot of ways, like, really, really grateful to be, to to grow up in Tucson where I had nothing. Yeah. You know, like, no, I'm not that I had nothing, but, like, there was nothing to do. You didn't have, like, the like that sensory sensory overload of Los Angeles. Like you're right. Like everything's curated so easily. You can text one to five friends and know an entire week's worth of like crazy shit. Yeah. Whereas, I can download like, an app. There's something called five every day that we were, even I was featured on. And I was like, this is interesting. And I like downloaded it. They give you shit to do. Like you're fed stuff to do. And like for a lot, like that, like, not bad. Like, that's not bad. Yeah. Like, I'm, I don't want to, I want to be really, really clear that, like, that's not a bad thing. And, and sometimes that's a really good thing because idle minds, you know, like, I mean, if I had that, who knows if I would be the same person or not. I don't know. I, there's no way to know. But, like, yeah. you know, I'm happy that it exists now for maybe kids that are, like. I, I think it's I think it's an interesting thing. I don't know if it's bad or good because, like. What is bad and good? Like, there is no, like, yeah. that doesn't exist. Well, because, like, again, you're talking about, like, that that come up and like you know you didn't have tv or you didn't watch it and then like you're challenged to do something out of nothing in arizona and it's like we don't know what bad and good is because that's what you had like i just did it yeah like that's life like you can't look at it and shake a stick at good or bad because that's what it was yeah and you're here now yeah i mean there was there there were a couple times where i was like i have to stop doing this like one time i remember one time i fucking (laughs) i was just telling me and me and uh I went back home for a second and we drove past this this graveyard in Tucson and all these memories like I was like oh fuck one time I just woke up in a grave <laughs> like I was like I just like how did I get here like and but normalizing that like I woke up and looked at my phone and I was like all right well I guess I just got to do this in my day <laughs> and not thinking about like how traumatizing and how weird and how like scary that actually is you know, I never thought that, like, but I drove past it, and I was, like, got super scared because I was, like, oh, fuck. Like, that, I used to think that that is, like, okay. <laughs> yeah, you know, you, and, and that's not an okay thing to think is, like, and I literally just got up, and I was, like, where are my, friend, my friends? I was, like, where are you guys? They're, like, we're at IHOP. I'm, like, all right, I'm coming. Right. You know, nothing, like, no, didn't skip a beat. Yeah, well, it's, like, I, I don't know. Like, you think about that with, like, children in poverty, too, and it's, like, at a certain age, like, if that's normal to you, doesn't matter what you have or don't have, you're going to go out and play with your friends. Yeah. So, like, it sounds crazy to say that now, and it is crazy. Nobody fucking wakes up in graves. That's not normal. No. But, like, if that's the life you're living, then that's somehow just another day. It was just another day, dude. That was just, like, a fucking Sunday morning, you know? And, like, then it then it just keeps going. And so, finally, like, I remember one day my, you know, my parents knew. And, like, at a time I was asking for help. You know, like, I think I was asking for, you know, a very early age. Like, I was I was 15, and I... Went to a therapist and, you know, my parents sent me to a therapist because I thought, you know, I was like, maybe I'm depressed. You know, fuck, who knows what you think at 15? You yeah, know, yeah, nobody yeah. knows. And um, he asked, it was nine in the morning or something like that. And he asked me to sign, sign my name. And I couldn't sign my name because I was shaken so hard. And he was like, oh, I know what the problem is. You're an alcoholic. And I was like, what are you talking about? No, I'm not. I, and I hadn't had anything to drink that day. Like, I usually drank before school. I usually just, would, like, steal booze from my parents' liquor cabinet, take a couple shots, and then go to school and, like, do that shit. And I didn't have anything to drink that day. 
and I could not sign my name. My hand could not stay still. At 15 years old. 15, yeah. And so, like, at that time, like, that, that was the first time where I even knew, like, alcoholism and drug addiction existed. And then, you know, I didn't pay attention to that for another nine years, you know? Like, I just didn't think that was anything. Right. You know, I just thought that that was just the way it was. So like, what happens? So 10 years of that. 10 years Arizona. of that. Yeah. And like, dude, I have some really great stories. I mean, yeah, fucking another time. But like, you know, basically I, I was asking for, I thought I could just take like a two or three day vacation, detox off heroin. That's not the way that it goes. You know, in, the, in your, in your mind, in a drug addict's mind, you're like, I just need to like quit for like two days, three days. Just get me away. Lock me up in a fucking room. And um, it's funny because now I want to, I, I think about 5150ing myself like all the time just to like get, to have everybody take my phone away or like so nobody can contact me so I can just like clear my mind for like three days. I like think about like turning myself into a psych ward like, you know, like once every two weeks. I'll, I will never do it. And in my mind, that sounds normal. Like my, my <laughs> business partners are like, you can just take a vacation. And I was yeah. like, what? No, I need to be locked up. You know, like the, to me, that, that sounds like totally normal. Dude, my, my version of that is I just want to throw my phone into the ocean, mm. go to Mexico, like go down to like Cabo area and then just like pick up truck dog little hut surfboard never talk to anyone again yeah like going, if you don't hear from me i'm good i promise you i'm just surfing in mexico yeah i might not be if nobody <laughs> hears from me if nobody hears from me who knows if i'm good but like i fucking I'm, I'm not going to mexico again i've been to jail there twice what the fuck who are you yeah i'm not going there that's the places they're rude to you in jail there <laughs> they're mean so I'm just like, I'm like afraid to go to Mexico again. But Well, yeah, with reason, Jesus. Yeah, so, but yeah, my, my parents were like, I was asking for help. And uh, I got sent, I like, it was the first, it was the first exercise of willingness that I ever exhibited. Acceptance and willingness. I didn't have any of that. I had none of it. It was always my way. I knew the right thing. I knew I didn't listen to anybody else. It was just that was always the way it was. And and finally, I asked for help, and they sent me to a thirty-day treatment facility in in Arizona. And it was the worst and best thirty days of my life because I was coming off of, you know, like benzos, heroin, whiskey, crack, like you name it you know what i mean like all this shit like everything i was a trash you can of, trash can of everything you know anything to make me not feel the way that i feel yeah anything to like take me out of my brain anything to change the way that i i think because it wasn't it's not drugs and alcohol that are the problem it's me you know it's it's i'm the problem and um so those are just there to like soothe it or try and fix it and just put a temporary band-aid on like what That's, actually is the the issue i'd imagine that to you that was just the only solution you could find there it's is not no like other were, solution yeah. there uh, and which sucks and a lot of people don't understand that and it makes you do terrible things i'm not a terrible person you know mm. what i mean like i'm not i i grew up with really good morals and really good values and really my parents are absolutely incredible at teaching me the right the difference between right and wrong yeah i couldn't do right because my brain wouldn't let me i knew i was doing the wrong thing like when i do something wrong now i know i'm doing i'm, I'm very like aware of when i'm doing something wrong and it 
fucking destroys me. Like, I, I really do my best to not do the wrong thing, but I am only a human. You know what I mean? Like, I am only a person, and sometimes I make a mistake, and sometimes I, like, don't... I, I react to a situation the way I, I shouldn't, and, you know, and sometimes I don't know how to, you know, I used to not how to know how to handle those things. And the only way I knew how to handle those things was to drink or do drugs about it and try and forget it. Dude, I love the way you put that. Uh, and I'm not even going to pretend to know like addiction fully. Like my brother got really bad into it. And I think that that was enough of an example where I was almost afraid of it. So like, I'm kind of thankful on that side, but like, I'm never going to front like I know, but I do understand that there is this common theme of like, this is not bad people. This is not any type of like, Shit, like it's like good people that like want to fix something. And yeah, don't some know. sometimes it's good people. Well, sometimes yeah. it's fucking like, yeah, bad people. I guess, you like, know, I can't some people are some people are fucking assholes. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you take drugs and alcohol out of people, and they may still be a fucking asshole. It just depends on like that type of type of. But like, yeah, I I knew I wasn't, and I'm not a a, a bad bad person. And that was what was the most painful thing. Yeah. Was because like I had to do bad shit in order to survive. And now I don't have to do that. But yeah. it took a lot to get here. And, like, I, dude, I fucking, every day is, like, I, I learn and I try and, like, you know, I, like, regardless of all the stuff that, like, I've got going on, like, in my my um, business life and, like, my uh, professional life and shit, like, every day I have to, like, deal with me, you yeah. know? Like, yeah. so it's just I have to work extra hard to just baseline, to just, like, you know, I used to be afraid. TJ and Babs taught me how to answer an email. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't know how to do that. Like, I didn't know how to, like, be a person. You know, they, I credit them with, like, teaching. And I, every day. You know, today, Babs was just like, I've never, I was, like, she was like, one day, like, I think she was just like, you just, like, emailed the fucking president of Interscope, like, what's up, bitch? Or some shit like that. Like, <laughs> you know, like, some shit, like, where it's just like, that's just the way... I do stuff and it it's not I just was never I didn't go to school. Um actually I did this last semester. Like last semester I went to back to school. It was the first A I've ever earned. Holy fuck. Yeah, it was a Friday I took a business class and I because I wanted to. Yeah. Because I was like, I own three, I should probably figure out how to do this. You Funny know? how that shifts when you actually care and want to, right? Yeah, it was great. I took one of my one of my employees who's like really good at school. Like she's just like so good and like they graduated college and I was like I've always been so envious of that because it was something that I could never do. Um because like I remember I, the first day of college, I lasted about 20 minutes and I was like, oh, I got to go buy drugs. And I left and I never came back. And um, and I, so I've always been super envious of people that like could do something from start to finish. Yeah. And um, so I was like, I'm going to take a whole class. I'm going to do my best. Um, I mean, I flew home from tour to take the final and then flew back out. You know what I mean? Like, Damn, you committed. Yeah, like I did. Like, dude, I say what I'm gonna do now, which is way different than what I used to be. Like, I'm like, if I if I say I'm gonna do something, I'll do it. Like, like this. Yeah, like, yeah, I could have yeah. easily backed out of this. You did. Been like, I gotta go to Hawaii tomorrow. Like, I gotta pack. Like, I gotta do all this shit. But I do what I'm gonna say. I I I do what I say I'm gonna do. So now. that's perfect. So you told me. So that 30 days was the best and worst time of your life. Yeah. That was like a very pivotal moment in things getting better dude the and then the second time i ever practiced any sort of this is before i knew what willingness was like i didn't know those words existed like keep in mind like i am fucking brand new like 
I it I was so bad. Well, I mean, I also snuck drugs into there. You know, I snuck drugs into the rehab center. So like my detox schedule was off by two weeks. Like I was just detoxing like the entire time I was there. I couldn't. Oh, fuck. They didn't know. You know, they're like, dude, you're. I just. I'm a criminal, dude. Like you know what I mean. Like I'm a. I'm a fucking. Like I'm good at manipulating the system. I'm good at like. I'm good at being a junkie. I'm good at being bad. You know, like I'm really good at that. And I, it was really, really shitty the way that I did it is I had my, I knew I packed a gram of heroin into my sock in my sock drawer at home. And I asked my mom to bring me socks. You know what I mean? So like she unknowingly brought me drugs, you know? And she's like, I could just go to Target and get you socks. I was like, no, no, I want the socks from, from the, the, the house and she's probably so empathetic towards you just like going through whatever yeah I, don't know. I, I think I made an amends to her for that I forgot but I, I think that I did that but like yeah and then the second time I ever had any sort of willingness whatsoever there's three very pivotal times that was the first time is when I actually went to, to rehab the second time was when they were like hey we think you should not go back to normal life we think that you need to go to a different place and All it right. needs to be in California away from everything and I was so against it I was like, I have so much stuff to go back to here. I have like a girl, an ex-girlfriend that hates my guts. Like I have like a, maybe a job. I've got like a band who at this point, I forgot the name of the band that I was in when I had left. And I was like, I have so much stuff to go back to in my head. And um, I, find, I was like, all right, I'll go. And that was the, that was the second time I've ever been willing in my entire life where I, I was just like, all right, I'm going to go to California. And that was the start of me living in California. When was that? 2008. 2008. Okay. So you're sober by that time? Or? I am sober, yeah. Okay. I, like, I'm sober, fresh. But, you know, I was stunt, arrested development, dude. Like, I fucking started getting fucked up when I was 14. And now I'm 24. Yeah. And, like, I don't know anything. Yeah. I don't know shit. I don't so, know how to do anything. Yeah, like, it's like a fresh start in a scary way of like yeah and they moved me to the beach and i was like i don't like the i like being on the beach but i didn't like being in the beach and like you know like it was it was just a completely different lifestyle for me that i had never known but i was so happy that i didn't have to i was they talk about a pink cloud when you first get sober and i had that because you realize you don't have to live the way that you were living anymore and you realize that you don't have to be sick every day and you realize that like you know, there's things are things can be different, and it's really hard to see that when you're in it. You can't see that things are going to be different. And then the third, the third, I still want to get fucked up. Like I was like, oh, I could probably just move somewhere after here and and get fucked up. You know, still like scheming in my head. You know what I mean? Like still scheming. Yeah. And now I just scheme in a different way. Now I just am like, how do I make cool shit? Like how do I make fucking? How do I? make this person give me like an extra thousand dollars so I can like afford to get like this camera to make this look better. You know, like that's yeah. how I fucking scheme now. So like the third moment was really important and it kind of relates back into emo night in a lot of ways. And I don't think I've ever told this story on anything that I've ever done. Um, and I was on the beach. Well, not on the beach. I was like sitting in that rehab fucking aftercare center. Like it was on the beach. It was on the peninsula in Newport beach. And I was listening to uh, Jack's Mannequin, and like, and uh, and you know, I was always uh, like, and, and it was I, I I was listening to the first song on that Jack Mannequin album, and I was like, you know what? I still want to drink, but today, 
I think I, I want to not drink more than I want to drink. And that was the, the, one of the most important moments of my entire life. Like so split second, like feeling. And I, at that moment I was like, man, I'll never get to meet that guy and tell him how much that like this moment meant to me. Yeah. And then last year I, he played emo night and I was like, and I was like, uh, this is my one shot. You know what I mean? Like to tell this dude that like, he probably hears this shit all the time. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, you helped me, blah, 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 blah. But I was like, I owe it to myself to be like, to that moment to be like, to tell this dude, like fucking Andrew McMahon be like, Hey dude, I was like sitting on the beach and I listened to your song. And that was the moment where I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to change my life. And like, it had nothing to do really with anything it was just it happened to that just happened to be what was happening and yeah. he happened to be the person that i was listening to at the time so it wasn't so much like a lyrical content nothing. or anything it was, it was nothing. just like the exact time and place you were at when that all yeah. came to you it was the exact and so i got to tell him that you know what i mean and he probably just skipped over it and was he was really nice he was like that's fucking great like that amazing dude i'm so i love it when people tell me that shit and he was fucking so wonderful about it but that dude probably gets that all the time you right. know like these celebrities and musicians probably get that all the time and and i and i can't imagine so that's when people tell me that emo night changed their life like i listen to it you know i listen to it because i know because it happened to me Mm. you know so like um that was the that was the the one of the most important moments of my entire life well because like you're saying like that kind of sounds like you leveling up and understanding like Free will, I don't know if that's quite the right word, but like understanding that there was like you could make a decision and hold to it and That was yeah, that's that's so that's what I did and I did that I did that for five years Um, You know a lot happened in between there I was in like some like some rich kid I went to rehab with was like oh you can play guitar and write songs like we should Oh his arch nemesis is here the mailman (laughs) Dude, he's like such a classic dog like he like sticks and he hates the mailman Oh you know, he like does like classic dog shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like he went to like a dog school to just yeah. be like, all right, yo, like sticks yeah. are pretty fucking cool to be yeah, honest. Yeah, he's just classic dog stuff. <laughs> I like his little people eyes so much though. Yeah, this dude changed my life too. Like he like, you know, you have to like care for something that isn't not yourself. Yeah. You know, I'm like, if he doesn't eat, he dies. You yeah. know, if he doesn't walk, he gets, you know, he pisses and shits and that. And like... He's fortunately like I'm responsible enough to like he's never d- had to deal with any of that shit. Like he's yeah, had, this like, dude has had a good life. He grew up in a good owner. He's very very much like me. Like he they found him in a trash can. Whoa. Yeah. So not not a grave site. No, but a trash no, can. But a trash can. They found this little guy in a in a trash can, and at the time when when they got him, like they were like, uh, we need to keep him for a little bit. He has like mange, and he smells terrible, <laughs> and he like is afraid of everything. Oh my God, and he does now, have your story. Yeah, he's got like a pretty very similar story to me. So like, you know, this dude, like he pretty much, like I saved his life and, you know, he kind of saves mine every day. So pretty it's, cool. It's funny you say that too, because I've heard other people that like talk about like, yeah, like you don't get it. Like, yeah, it's a, somebody could see it like, oh, this is just a dog. But it's like when you are then responsible for another life and it gives you structure, it like changes a perspective. And structure is very important to me because I don't have any. Like, I have none. Like, I work from home a bunch. I do whatever I want. Like, I fucking, you know, I'm rarely in the office, like, at this point because, like, most of my job consists of, like, writing or shooting or doing something where, like, I, you know, I get easily distracted. 
So I'll like go into the office, I'll make fun of Cade, yeah. I'll like knock some shit over on somebody's desk, make a couple jokes, eat some food and dip. You know what I mean? And like get nothing done. <laughs> yeah. Whereas opposed to like here, I can like sit here with this dude, write something, put my headphones in, not be distracted. Yeah. Walk around the block if I have to. Like, you know, if I have to write a music video, like I can't do that looking at I have to be like in a space. In it, yeah. You know, I have to be like walking around and Yeah. Um, so I have no almost no structure. So having little man's is helpful. Yeah, like he has to get up every day, he has to walk, he walks before bed, like you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like he has to do these things that help me like structure my day. That's good. Okay, yeah. but so there was a spot before we saw the mailman, you were saying you met this rich kid in rehab. Oh yeah, yeah. I met this fucking dumbass kid in rehab <laughs> who was like, Oh, you can play guitar and sing and and like because that's all I knew what to do and I wasn't good at it and I'm still not good at it. You know what I mean? Like it's just something that like you know, in sport in high school, they're like, you want to do sports or do drugs? And I was like, uh, drugs sounds easier. You know what I mean? Like, and so, and I was like, also, I'm like five feet tall. Like, I'm just not going to fucking play sports. So, like, I just did that my, my entire career. So, like, this kid was like, oh, you, like, you, you can play, so, you know, and he saw that, like, girls liked that. Yeah. And, you know, he was like, I can play guitar, kind of. And he was like, so his parents fronted for me. And that's actually how I met Jared next door. Oh, what? He, he, yeah, he produced the first... They Literally, his, this fucking dumbass kid's parents looked up, like, Googled, like, best lawyer in Los Angeles, music lawyer in Los Angeles, and they found this piece of shit named Helen Yu, who's the scum of the earth. I love the call-out of Helen Yu. She's fuck the worst you. fucking human alive, dude. You, she just, like, you, dude, she literally just, like, stole everybody's money. She, like... It was just a terrible human being. Like, she's just a really bad, bad, bad human being and had no place. But that's how she got to be where she was. She drove, like, a fucking Bentley. She, like, you know, like, she was just a god-awful piece of shit music industry person. And I've <laughs> never met... And I know she was the first person I ever met in the music industry. That's crazy. Yeah. So, but, so she hooked us up with um, him. Mm -hmm. And at the time, he was producing stuff. And that's how I met him. Damn. Okay, so you're out of rehab, you're living in California, you link up with him, you're starting to do a band thing. Yeah, and then they, like, send in all this money to make us record an album, send us on this, like, weird fucking summer camp tour, like, some shit, you know what I mean? I'm like, oh, I'm living my dreams, you know what I mean? And, like, I'm writing songs and touring, but really not, it was all a facade sort of deal, like, I... I yeah. yeah, like what is that? There's like the like rich kid bands. It was like, like where... a weird, it was a weird pay-to-play sort of deal, yeah. where, like, we didn't know any of that, so... We ended up getting kicked out because I was like, at this point, I was like, hey, um, this lady's just stealing money from you. I can do all of this stuff for nothing. Yeah. You know, like, um, so she kicked us out and they like, they can't, went on to continue to do their thing until it fizzled out because that's what happens. Helen kicked you out? Yeah. Helen, you kicked me out. The fuck? No, that's what you're the fuck. <laughs> it's just a weird, the attorney kicks a member out? Like, that's weird Yeah, because, to me. like, their parents didn't know anything. Uh, yeah. You know, they worked in, like, they, like, worked in Montana, like, business-y fucking thing. Like, they didn't know anything about the music industry. Fucking. Yeah, they, like, she was like, oh, these are people I can take advantage of, and I'm going to sure. do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. she did it. And then you started to get, like, woke enough to be like, wait, I can do all this, and this doesn't line up. And she's yeah. like, you're out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's exactly it. what happened. Got it. Um. And, and then so, where does that put you? So, like, you're still out here, Southern California. Then I, like, I was, uh, you know, I got my first, like, get well job out of rehab. I worked at Bath and Body Works. No fucking way. Yeah, I, like, did not do shit. I just, like, worked at Bath and Body Works in Fashion Island and, like, rubbed lotion on, like, old people's hands. Oh. You know? And I was, like, I loved it because I was, like, this is, like, 
you know, I don't, I, I could be accountable. Like I liked talking to people, you know, I like, it was different for me. Like I didn't know that life. And like, I love that perspective. Yeah. Cause I was so ready for you to say how much it sucked. No, but like it was for awesome. you, like you, you were saying it earlier, like all you wanted to do was be normal. Oh, what's up? The mailman has arrived. Uh, <laughs> hey buddy. It's been a real journey. Here you go. You have some mail. That's okay. I'm just going to throw this mail out anyway. I don't think any mail should exist anymore. Mm, emails. Uh, yeah, I don't understand why why we have to have mail. Motorcycle in the rain. Never fun. Yeah, when it rains, of course. You know, mailman, motorcycle. Yeah, that's good. So Little chunk. Uh, but no, I love, like, because you were saying, like, the the just being normal, right? Like, yeah, that's all, that's all you wanted. I so, would watch, like, and I still do this every day. I watch people walk down the street and be happy and, like, laugh and, like, have a good time. And I still am like, I want that. Like, that's what I want. You know, I like, wa- I, like, watch people, like, you know, do normal shit. And I go, that's what I want. I want that. And then, you know, given the opportunity to do that, I was like, oh, I have to do more. Yeah. And, you know, it wasn't, you know, while it was great at the time, it wasn't enough for me, you know, like it wasn't enough for like what moved to LA. Um, my friend who I met that I thought didn't like me, he turned out he was just quiet, <laughs> uh, offered me a job in a, another clothing store in uh, West Hollywood. I ended up helping open one in Bel Air. And oh, okay. yeah, and then, and then at that time, I, um, one of the dudes at the uprising, like I got to be friends with somehow. Um, I think through actually that that first band. Okay. You know, they like hired like a the cool creative agency to like do the art for it and it was really terrible. But um And the Uprising is a creative agency. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like um you know, he was like, Hey, do you wanna work here? And I was like Not the clothing store, but yeah, the uprising. So I, but I loved yeah. the clothing store because like it was familiar, it was everybody who worked there, I was my friend, I you know, I was making money, but again, like, not enough for me. I always had dreams of, like, doing stuff. I always had these, like, giant marketing plans. I was like, I could figure out how to, like, I like business. You know, like, I could see things that other people couldn't see that would be cool to do for, uh, you know, I still have all these ideas that, like I was telling you, I got to wait for all these old white people to die, you know, so they we start having better ideas, like, as far as marketing and as far as, like, uh, you know, entertainment goes because right now no one's going to do something different because they won't, they'll, they want to see the same thing that they've been seeing. They want to see the same results. They know it's tried and true. So why take a chance? Like why take a risk? You know what I mean? Like why do any of that stuff? And, and I understand like why they wouldn't because it's, you know, they're, they've been doing the same shit. hasn't failed yet. Like why the fuck? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. But you, if it ain't, if it ain't broke, like you can make it cooler. Yeah, so, like, you start to have that vision, like, because, you know, like, it's like, I noticed that in you, and, like, again, we were talking about that a little bit before, of, like, you do kind of have that thing of just, like, wait, I see something else here, so you start to have that feeling, you're working in the clothing store, the uprising thing comes up, and you're just like, oh, shit, maybe I can do something Yeah, like, maybe, you know, I am very grateful for that that company for a lot of reasons um and the main the main reason is it taught me what not to do yeah. it may, the main reason is it taught me i like all the, i like all those people that were i i am again grateful for a lot of those fucking people that work there but it you know i now i know how to run a company because i saw what how they did it 
Yeah, and, and, which is so valuable, like yeah. in coming from you, because like you didn't know anything know getting shit. out of rehab, like no, you're at Bath and Body Works, like lotion mm-hmm. into clothing into like, yeah, just kind of probably having a feeling of there's more, but having literally no idea. I mean, to... dude, we like when I, you know, if you're a, a music guy, like you grow up imagining yourself in front of large crowds and playing to a ton of people, like that's just something you do. Yeah, and I knew I was never good enough to do that. Um, but what I did know I was good enough to do was have ideas for those people. Um, like what their image should look like, how their shit should be marketed, how they should fucking name the things, how they should promote all that, how they, how their videos should look, how their everything should look, you know? And same thing with brands and same things with companies and same things with all of that shit. Like I had ideas. I'm not good enough to do the things themselves. Like, I can't build a car. I can barely drive a car. Yeah. But I can tell you how to market the shit out of it. So you and just I, saw that. Like, yeah. you just had this. And, and I can tell you how to, like, make something impactful and important out of the thing that you have. Um, you know, if you listen. And, and that's, that, that's, you know, that's the eternal struggle that I deal with every single day today. I wonder if that's like coming from kid that grew up in such mundane settings. It's exactly what it is. Yeah. That's what I'm saying is grateful to have nothing. You know, you could imagine because I could imagine. So like that is exactly it's a it's a direct. It's a direct uh, result of me being by myself and inside my head. So it's like a nightmare place to be. But also at the same time, it's a it's a it's a gift and a curse to be in my brain. Yeah. Like I fucking hate myself all the time. And then sometimes I'm like, I'm good at stuff. And then I'll go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. Like everything I do is shitty. And then I'll be like, you know, make something. I'll be like proud for like a second and then go back to thinking that it sucks, you know? So like, again, like that's why I'm like so appreciative that you were down to do this because like, I've never been the musician side of it either. Like I always took an interest in like the business side or whatever, but like, I just feel like there's this pattern of, I've met so many people that I view to be exceptional that don't view themselves as exceptional or they struggle with things just like that. Mm. I mean, it sounds like you fucking ran the fucking gauntlet of drugs, but oh yeah, you're the best version of the extreme version of it. But it's like, I think so many people feel that but don't have the confidence in themselves or deal with those struggles and don't understand that it's okay or that it's normal or that people that have gone to do really cool shit have that exact same shit, if not crazier. Yeah. I mean, dude, like I took a lot of chances. I took a, like my whole life has been chances. Like every time you fucking smoke drugs, like you're, you take the chance of dying. You know what I mean? Like I, so I was like, fuck it. I could quit this job and start something of the unknown. Like I can do that if I, like I've done way worse, you know, in the last week, yeah. you know, like, and so, I mean, my life has been full of taking risks and taking chances and, and, um, it's a lot of people don't do to fear and yeah. which is totally reasonable because like, that's what keeps me up at night. I don't sleep. I've never slept. I've never had a, I don't remember the last time I had a fucking full night's sleep. You know what I mean? It's because God. like I'm constantly thinking and I, I have a really hard time staying in the present and that's something that like I really like I work on every day but like it's you know it's everything from like you know when this dude's gonna die to like how do I mark how do I like make the best fucking show for 
you know, emo night? How do I like make the best like commercial for a writer? Like, how do I do that? Like, why do I do something new and different and unique and cool to like, oh man, remember that thing I did when I was fucking 14 and I'm so embarrassed about it. Like, instead of just being like, hey, go to sleep. Dude. Do that tomorrow. So like, yeah, I have like incredible, incredible, incredible uh, night anxiety. In Dude, the day I'm that, chill, but like when I'm alone with my brain, it's very bad. I, I feel you. And like the thing that you say there that like I heavily relate to you is like the being present thing. Because it's like in one sense that seems like it's such an easy thing, but it's like when you have a mind full of ideas and all of this stuff, like it's just everywhere all at the same time. And you can very much be your own worst enemy with that shit. Yeah, dude. Like, this is why I like these things is because like, I have to be here with you. Yeah. Yeah. I, actually, I, I have to pay attention. I have to like, I can't think about what I'm doing next. I can't think about what I did before. Like I have to be here in order to make like something that is important and like, you know, something for you that like for this, the podcast to make sense, you know, like I can't, be like, oh, I gotta shower and go to Echo Park. Like, I gotta yeah. do all this shit. You know, go to Hawaii, and like, so I have to be here. And I think, like, again, we were talking about how like social media is kind of fucked right now. Or I feel that it's just so much like try to grab attention. This, this, short, this, that, this. And like to me, a podcast right now is the ultimate fuck you to that. Where it's like, this is us sitting down for an hour giving a full cohesive story, and we are paying attention. We are not on our phones, Dude. and it's like. How sad is it that that's what that is dude, right now? It sucks that we have to try that. Like, I fucking... There's... Dude, there are so many things about social media that are are great. Um, and there are so many things that are terrible. Yeah. Like, I believe that, like, these Instagram comedians are the downfall of comedy. Like, I believe that, like, they are fucking... Like, that fucking guy, Matt Kershaw, and his fucking girlfriend like i like they do that like the like weird emo skit shit and it's just like a detrimental form of entertainment that yeah. that people are like this is acceptable like this is good and i'm like no this is bad what's happening to this like dude it's like they're the type of fucking comedians that like may think making a funny face is comedy dude on that note like i it, it's good and bad right so like that I feel you. I don't know that specific person, but I feel you. Then like you take the other side of it where it's like skateboarding. I think that like Instagram clips for that, like what an incredible way for it, everyone to see talent. It's amazing. Like, dude, and that's the thing is like I, I can't hate them for doing that. They yeah. made their careers for doing that. Like I can't hate anybody for like doing the best that they can with what they're given and like if that's what they're doing. But like as far as like art goes in the fucking toilet well right and that's the problem or that's how i feel of like okay so you can get exposure and you can get likes and views and engagement off of literally just about anything but like and i notice this in shops sometimes too i have the same feeling where like do you ever go to those like collective shops where all they sell is like boutique fucking like sunglasses and like basically things that you could buy on alibaba and china but yeah, then they like make a, them... on like these like silver lake shops right yes exactly yeah. exactly yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I look around and I'm like, what happens when like actual trades are gone? Like what happens to the person that takes pride in like being a carpenter or even a plumber or an electrician or like that's art. We're in a revolution, dude. Like this is a revolution. Like, you know, they had tech we had a, a, you know, industrial revolution and we're in a technological revolution right now. And it's like we're in a really, really, really important time in history. Um, and it's hard to see because we're in it. 
you know, a lot of things. We're like really, 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 we're going to look back and be like, oh, 2000, the 2000s to 2000s and 20s were, that changed a lot of stuff. That changed almost everything, the way that we did everything. And whether good or bad, it just changed. I and, agree. And it's hard to see because we're in it. Um, but, you know, and I work in it. Right. You know, so like at some, a lot of the times, like I have to fucking play ball with these things that I hate, that yeah. I despise, that like I'm like, this, you're ruining art. You're ruining, like, you're ruining fucking everything that, like, all these people that spent so long perfecting a craft have worked so hard to do. And um, it's heartbreaking. It's the same thing with, like, video content. It's like, I spend ages making, they're like, companies will be like, we want to do something cool. And I'm like, awesome. Like, I also want to do something cool. Like, that would be great. <laughs> and then when I do that thing, they're like, hey, actually, we want to do the same thing we've been doing forever. And it's heartbreaking. And it's like, it's like, uh, I'm like, you guys, there's no, it's it's that. And, and it's for something that ultimately doesn't matter. Like, right. sometimes, like, none of this matters. Everything that, like, the, it's very rare that, like, I'll come across a project that matters, you know? Emo Night matters because it changes, like, it has helped people see the light in, like, dark. Well, it's so funny. That was kind of going to be, like, the thing that I was going to say out of all of this is, like, yes, you are forced to deal with it. And, yes, we see that this is a time where everything's changing. We don't necessarily know how it looks. And even you in a place where you are your own boss are forced to deal with bullshit and, like, these super, these projects that it's just like, oh, this is sucking the soul out of you. Yet, you actually have found a way to bring out some amount of positivity. Exactly. And I feel that in you. I feel that, like, there are these projects and there is this feeling of, like, past the bullshit that doesn't matter and past the contract that pays the rent to the office or whatever... It's you're not here to just get that quick money or those quick likes or that engagement. Like I feel that there is some amount of integrity. There's only integrity is the to, thing. Like yeah, I really actually. try to I, I really only try to like do some like something if it's really gonna move a needle or like do you know, like we have shit that's on retainer that are just keep our lights on, you know what I mean? Yeah. But like projects now, like I say no to a lot of stuff be just because I'm like, there is no like this is we get emails all the time that's like, hey, we have this upcoming artist that's going to be like the next big thing. Here's the thing. She was produced by this guy and has all the right things, says all the right all the right things. But yeah, it's like the buzzwords or whatever. Everything. Yeah. And you listen to it, there's nothing there. It's just the same. It's the same thing. There's nothing different. And there's nothing. And it, su- it sucks to say there's just nothing special about it. Yeah. And like I really try to not do those those projects because... I know that no matter how good of an idea I put into it, like I, I, you know, you can't polish a turd, yeah. you know what I mean? Like it's just the way it is. And like, so we, at this point, like I, I'm fortunate enough to say no to a lot of stuff, but sure. you know, I had to do all that stuff for a long time. Yeah. And I still, you know, I still, still do. And I still like, I think that will forever be like the, the battle of like creative versus corporate, right? Corporate can keep lights on, but then creative dies every time they have to go and do the same fucking shit. Yeah, I've gotten good at playing ball with it, you know what I mean? I've gotten good with being like, all right, I'll go and do my job and dip, you know what I mean? And it's only where it, like, it's only, the only frustrating part is where 
in the in the beginning they're like we want something that you do like that that's you we want you that's why we came to you and then they'll be like actually you know and it's a bunch of people on a fucking email chain that just saw the thing and they they're trying to like justify their jobs and like being yep. like we think we should change this and I'm like who the fuck are you yeah. I haven't heard from you this whole time dude you know what are you fucking Jack in accounting what the fuck does he have to think about anything and creative? it is it's justifying that job right it's like yeah. oh I have to chime in to prove something but like I guess my question then is like where or like maybe where in you or like where in the process in the story of your life did you like get that sense of what matters? Because again, when I see projects that you do, I feel something there. Um, where did I get the sense of doing something that matters? Yeah, like okay, so you go into you go from selling clothing mm. into uh, fuck, tell me the name again. I the forgot. uprising. The uprising. Mm. So like, it's a creative agency. You have these ideas. Mm. Yeah, well, when you see something that you imagine in your head come to life, yeah, that matters. Okay, like that, that that's why I like videos so much is because I can okay. hear a song, picture it in my head, and if it comes together the way that I pictured it in my head, it's incredible to that's me. That's what I was looking for. Like that's okay. an incredible thing to me. If I put together a marketing plan that comes together, that works. Yeah. That's incredible to me. You okay. know, if we if somebody takes a chance and does something different, and it moves any sort of fucking if one person is like whoa yeah that matters to me okay you know so you know and also at the same time on the, on the emo night side is like if somebody goes to this fucking show and they're thinking about fucking blasting their head off before they went and saw a bunch of like-minded people like doing the same shit that matters yeah you know so there are things that matter yeah um but there's also you know it's you know, the same time well, no, you answered that so well. Yeah. So you you see that, you get a taste of that at Uprising. Mm -hmm. And then through that, probably also had to deal with a lot of dumb corporate culture or whatever. You you were telling me that like you would work on all these music videos, yeah. but you were in a position where it didn't oh, really yeah, translate a studio for manager. success. Yeah, it was a studio manager, which I was bad at. I'm not right. good at ordering Red Bull. I'm not good at ordering water. Yeah. I'm not good at taking the trash out. You know, those are the things I'm not good at. And right. I'm good at, like, ideation stuff and, like, thinking, like, it's the, the worst term in the entire world, but, like, outside the, bo outside the box of, like, it's so stupid. I hate it. I hate all those, like, fucking things. But it's just the way, it's well, the easiest way to say it. Yeah, but, like, you're the actual version of that, right? Like, it's not, like, the corporate, like, think outside the box. Like, you're a fucking strange guy. You have a crazy yeah. story, and, like, you you view things differently. Yeah. So, I, like, I, I think you're kind of forced to think out of outside the box. But, no, like... Just, and I know the reason why I know that, that I think that way is because I get really frustrated when somebody's like, this is different and weird, and I'm like, no, it's not. Yeah. That's the same. So, okay, so Uprising ends. Uprising ends. I meet TJ and Babs at there. They're working at a different agency, yeah. a different digital agency. And that's when Emo Night started. It's like, I, we met each other. It, it was something that we wanted to do for fun for our friends. And, you know, I'll spare all of the, the details because that's something that you can look up. Absolutely. But now it's turned into something that is our lives you know and that and just from there like alone an idea that was started with three get this you know at the time like you know friends you know like friends that were like this would be cool if when you know when you're sitting 
with your friends and you're like, man, this company should do this. Like this would be make so much more money for them if they did this. Or wouldn't it be cool if this artist did this? Yeah. We did that. Like yeah, we, we, we did those things that like we sat, sat in our fucking parents' basement and talked about. Yeah. Wouldn't it be cool if? Yeah. So I, and again, I don't give a shit about tapping into like the emo night because you can Google and learn everything. All I want to know is about you three as it's coming together so you're at different agencies? Mm -hmm. I was at the Uprising, and then they quit their company okay. to work on Emo Night full-time, and I got fired. Okay. Yeah. So as that's coming together, you have this wouldn't-it-be-cool-if moment. And, like, was it just that you guys, like, kind of clicked in that, like, you yeah. kind of all got it? It's you it. all And we yeah. all are so different. Our personalities could not be more different. Yeah. Like, they could not be more different. Like, whereas I'm, like, bad at taking out, like, you know, I'm bad at, like, a lot of the things that, TJ is really good at, yeah. and and I'm bad at a lot of seeing a lot of the things that Bab sees. Yeah, like I'm not good at like general population shit. Like I don't like music. You know what I mean? Like I don't yeah. like a lot of the, like I don't understand why some things are so big and like why people, you know. And whereas like Babs is like I love this and I and I know why this works and it, and she's so smart in that way. Yeah, where like I can't see it for the life of me. I'll be like, this is fucking terrible i right. hate this you know and then whereas like tj is like so good and like so like uh logistically like you know when we're in the airport i don't have to look up from my phone once i can just look at the back of tj's feet and know that i'm gonna be in the place where i need to be damn and is that just like serendipity that brings you guys together at the I right time so. at that time yeah it's the right time the right place and the right people yeah and and that's there's no there's no there's no well, planning that. Well, maybe that and having the courage to take that risk, to take to go from that what if moment to just being like, well, hey, we all see eye to eye. We all knew what corporate culture of like. Yeah, they came from. from from like CAA and the artist organization and they came from that. And then they saw that that's not what they wanted, but the world that they wanted to be in. Yeah. And um, and honestly, I just wanted to do something different and do something cool and do something important and like you know something that hasn't been done before right and so with that because now the thing that i love the most about emo night it is the ultimate thing of like you put your money where your mouth was you proved the concept and now you guys have a platform where you can do shit you care about yeah and i think that is fucking incredible yeah but my my pivotal piece there is what like Emo night number one. What does that look like? And when is that moment of, wait, guys, maybe we can actually do this where it's just it and this is the platform? I mean, there, the first night we did it, right, We it was, a, it was a day like a little bit like today. It was rainy, which never happens in Los Angeles. They, the fucking people at the shortstop, like, it was at the shortstop. First off, like, I knew somebody at the shortstop, and I was like, we wanted to do Thursday. He was like, that'll never work. We'll give you Tuesday. Okay. I was like, okay, fucking whatever. And... We didn't have any socials. We had nothing. We had no... I think TJ made a Facebook invite. You know, some shit like that. Yeah. Like, something where it was nothing. Yeah. You know, we had, like, 100, 200 kids lined up around the block, you know, for something. And we're like, what? What? You know, we thought it was a mistake. Oh, my God. Like, we thought that was a mistake. You're like, you guys know that this is emo night, right? Like, we, you're not... You're not at a concert or you're not yeah. at an event that was planned before this. Like, this was just the one thing we said. Right. Yeah. And we were just playing songs that we like. Yeah. There's nothing special about it. And we were like, okay, well, I guess let's try it again. And there's like 500 kids around the block, fucking block. 
And we're like, what the fuck is happening? And I think at that point we saw a need for a different culture and a, a shift in culture. Yeah. Where like we were at a lull in music where it was a lot of EDM and it was a lot of like electronic stuff and it was a lot, which isn't bad. It's just no. like, you know, we weren't seeing a lot of like rock they're, shit. They're and, literally the idea of being able to go out to a bar or a social setting and hear any type of rock music, like let alone with any type of taste, like it's actually wasn't a thing. It's It didn't exist. You know, it exists in Europe, I think for a while, but it's just different. It's just yeah. a different thing. We wanted to make something that we would want to go to. Yeah. And we wanted to make something that we thought was fun. And we wanted to make something that like would stand the test of time as far you know, I had a thousand people telling me it wouldn't work. I had a thousand people being like, okay, this is a fluke. Like it's going to be over. Yeah. You know, like give it a year, like you're fucking done. You know what I mean? Like don't yeah. put all your time and energy into it. Like I had, I had so many people telling me that I still do. You know what I mean? I still do being like, okay, well, it'll be over. And it just keeps getting bigger. Well, that, though, that comes back to the platform for you guys. Because, and that's all that I, like, again, you can Google all the rest of Emo Night. Everything is there. But that, like, just you guys being down to try the what if, to read that signal, to be like, wait a minute, it happened. Let's test it again, right? Mm -hmm. And now where you're at, where it's like people can say that, right? They can be like, oh, blah, 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 talk shit, say it won't last. But I see it very clearly where it's like it's not even about the specific product you're looking at. It's the people behind it. And it's the fact that you three care more than other people. You've been through whatever you've been through. I now know what you've been through. I don't know on their ends, but like that desire to do something that you care about and something that matters emo night is now so much bigger than songs being played it's it's not that anymore no and like i think that that's why you're going to the echoplex today to see if you can fly yeah because like <laughs> it's not about any one specific thing it's about like here are three people that have proven their work enough to like you can turn a real product. You do have an eye for actual quality and you've proven that. But now it's the thing of like, well, do you want to make shitty Instagram content that means nothing? Or do you want to make an impact and do you want to work on projects? And every little next level up thing that you think of with Emo Night or even if looking at like the Ride or Cry website and like the things like there's just this element of people that care. Yeah. And I don't think it fails for as long as you care. I Yeah. I, I And that's the thing is like I'm not ever going to stop caring is that's I don't think you can it's impossible it's I, imp I tried you know what I mean we've all tried we've all tried to stop caring and it's you know it's incredibly overwhelming I have almost no social life we all have like very 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 tight schedules we have like you know I've turned from like being pretty funny into like not being pretty funny I hate because that like feeling. dude because I'm like fucking so stressed all the time and like that's a bad feeling but dude. like um I can't believe you said that because like I worry about that so much yeah. I'm like what happened to me just being the guy that showed up and ripped jokes all yeah, day yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck? dude I like that's the, and that's again that's another reason why I'm so fucking upset at like these these like fucking Instagram comedian people it's just like god damn it just yeah, it's just not funny and like you're, <sighs> you're it's like you're setting the standard and the bar so low for comedy that like now kids growing up are going to be like if I make a funny face that's comedy and we're like just fucking the only person that did that was Jim Carrey dude that's why I love the Simpsons the writing on that show is unreal it's smart because as kids we could watch it and be like oh these colors are cool and like Bart Simpson like skateboarding is cool mm -hmm. and then like you watch it again and like 
Yeah, dude. I mean, I used to. Re- the only thing I remember used to reading was like Calvin and Hobbes comic strips. Wow, like, that's another like, great example. Yeah, like read, read you, and I didn't realize like how impactful and important they were until like I went back and read them in my adult life. Yeah, like and they're so still relevant and they're still like important and they still the same things are still going on. Well, like that's again like I think the platform that you guys created. It's like thank fuck you exist because I think what you're doing is important and I think that in a spot where bullshit can thrive, like. I love oh, that you're thriving. proving <laughs> that, like, along with bullshit, though, is, like, yeah, like, we're going to do shit that we care about, and we're going to do something just bigger than that. And, and let me tell you, that's that's what takes the work. Because it's easy. Dude, I could get on Instagram right now and write 4,000 of the same jokes that all these kids are doing Yeah, and become a YouTube celebrity and make a lot of money and live in a house in the in a, in the Hollywood Hills like all these fucking kids do. But I don't want to do that. That's not what I want. And yeah. I would never be happy doing that, but I can because it's so easy. Well, and again, I love your story and I love that you exist because if somebody who hasn't done shit or proven shit says that, it's just like, "Oh, you're just a hater." But you now have this, the ground to stand on to be like, oh, he's just a hater. And it's like, no, no, no. Like, you have proven yourself. You have proven what you have done. You have proven your worth. You've proven that you can build something. And you're standing against bullshit. Yeah. Dude, I don't hate them. Like, I don't. Like, I don't. Like, it sounds like I do, but I don't. Like, I really, really do give credit where credit's due. And, like, I don't discount the fact that, like, some of those things take work. Yeah. It's just really low-hanging fruit in my eyes. Well, I think that, like... And um, that's just my opinion, yeah, you know? Like, and I don't speak for TJ or Babs or Emo Knight or anything. I'm just, like, I'm outspoken. I think that shit sucks. I think it's weak. And, like, I, and that's just the way it is. Like, I'm, you know... I also think a lot of things that do suck are cool. You know yeah, what I mean? Totally. Like, I think that, like, you know, I like a lot of bad bands. I like a lot of bad artists. I like a lot of, like, bad art. You know well, what I mean? That I like. That, I was like, just gonna say that. Like, with, like... I, I think a lot of people have, like, polarizing opinions on, like, underground SoundCloud scene of artists, right? And so many people are like, oh, like, I mean, even there were so many, like, haters on Peep, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's, like, so many people could say, like, oh, this all sounds the same, this, this, and this, w- but whatever. When I look at it, it's like, okay, yeah, some of it does suck and some of it you can phone in. But I think that there are some exceptional people behind it mm-hmm. that are just artists. So it's like right. those comedian kids or whatever, some of them are maybe taking the low-hanging fruit, but they will go on to do anything because they're just good and right. they just want a platform. And some of them are good at fucking business, dude. Like, I can't, like, if they're not good at comedy, yeah. they're good at business. They're good at marketing themselves. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, I can't hate on anybody that's doing that. It's just, it's not my fucking thing. Right. But I think that, like, there's some of those that are using it as a stepping stone. Right. And then there's others that don't see past it. And they're just in this, like, fad and it goes away. And right. I think it's like that with a lot of things. Oh, yeah, dude. It's that's it's just frustrating because, like, you know, I want people to be, like, I just, I, you know, if you are talented, like, I want, I want, I, and I, I want people to succeed. Like, I want everybody to succeed like i don't want anybody to fail like i that's the one that's the a, a, a thing that i learned about living in los angeles is like i met a lot of people that want people to not do as good as they are yeah i, I want everybody to do better than me like yeah. i want to see my friends succeed i want to see fucking people do great like i want to see like everybody who i think is talented make it and um you know in a lot of ways emo night's given us a platform to like put bands out there and to like do those things and 
and get really, you know, have bands get big and get signed and, and artists to get big and get signed. And, um, you know, at the same time, like, I think we can do that with like other, other avenues, you know, like yeah. other like clothing and, and, um, and fucking art. And, you know, I, we use a lot of like artists that like aren't well known to like do our flyers and like do these things where I'm like, this is fucking great. Like you should just let me, let us give you a platform to do these things. And like, I, that was the one thing about LA that I learned very quickly is that a lot of people want to see a lot of people fail. And, and that's just not how I've ever been. Um, so I don't, it doesn't like bum me out when, when people do well, like I makes me happy, you know, like I like that. Like I want, except if it's a fucking, you took somebody else's idea and then just did it. That's like that. Then like fuck off. You know what I mean? Like then just come up with your own goddamn idea. You know what I mean? Like, but if you do something that like is different and it's, and it's good, I want you to succeed. I think that there's just this level of like authenticity in everything that you do with like, it just translate, right? Like you want other people who are doing cool shit to succeed. And like, now there's this platform and it goes bigger than just an event where you're able to do more of that. And like, what a cool fire to have. And like, I just think there needs to be more of that. And I agree with you. And I want to see things like that succeed. Yeah, dude, trust me. Like I look, there are things that like, I can't wait to see what people do. Like, I can't wait when something cool fucking happens. Like I am so excited. You know what I mean? But when I see like things that are, so fucking mid get like big i'm like what the fuck there's so much better shit out here but that's not my place to say that's just like not my fucking place to be like this is good this is bad in my eyes you know and i'm i'm i used to not be like this i used to be like everybody's good stuff like like this but like at this point like i'm scared for a lot of the youth i'm scared for a lot of like um kids growing up now thinking like shit like mid shit can be just good you know yeah. like I'm, I'm scared that like they'll think that like this is the way things are and like what they have to strive to be instead of being better and i think that that's what the most frustrating part not that it's just not funny or bad or just be, like i mean it this is not funny but like it's not that it's bad it's just you're setting a bar really low for other people who are creative to think that that's okay yeah and like i want i just wish that they didn't do that kind of just so like kids could growing up now would be the best versions of themselves instead of having to like you know sift through this garbage yeah but i also like i love that that was so well said and i i think that maybe one of the solutions is just by setting the example like i think that's why i respect a lot of what you're doing is like at this point you could mids the fuck out of any of the things you're doing and just ride off the status but you don't you're yeah. going to the Echo Pex to see if you can fly. Like, yeah. Dude, it's like, I, I don't, like, and every month, and it gets harder because we've done a lot of stuff. You know what I mean? Like, it gets harder because we've had, like, we've done so much stuff. And, like, every month and every fucking event and, like, every city we go to, we're like, how do we make this the best? Like, how do we take every fucking, you know, we didn't even start to profit until, like, fairly recently because we took everything we we made and put it back into making the event cooler yeah you know like we you know we get me and babs and tj get paid very little mm. like we, i get enough to pay my rent I, and and buy him dog food and go to a nice dinner every once in a while like yeah. that's what i get paid for I, but you like know. again that's why it doesn't go away because yeah, like you could have taken that paycheck so long ago and and we won't we will never do that until it's the either the right time or like the you know so time to hand the torch off to somebody else or like we just fucking die you know <laughs> and like 
that is is I I just don't think I'll ever I you know my dad's like 70 now and he's supposedly retired and this dude is literally flying across the world almost every week to be on like a board of directors on something or like start another project or do one of these fucking I'm like dude you're retired like and and it's just not in me to stop doing shit yeah it's just not in, like I like it's I'm looking at my future of just not ever stopping yeah and it's scary because like I want that's why that dream of working at Albertsons is so illuminating to me because it's just like that's something I'll never be able to achieve yeah like I'll never be able to achieve like mid dude and you know like, what I mean like it's just like I'll, I'm it's in me like I can't get away from it and like again I had a feeling about you but in like doing this podcast like that is the exact story I want to tell because I want to encourage every fucking person that has had an inkling of like I don't fit in I think this is fucking whack I think this is mids any of that I want to encourage those people. I want to give, I want to show examples of people that have been right there, who have been the huge outcast, who have dealt with the craziest fucking hand of life, and then be like, no, I didn't settle. I kept going, and like, here's this. Like, that's all I want this to be. That's a great, that's a good fucking podcast. Yeah, I guarantee you're going to find a lot of people like that in this community. Well, it's been so encouraging yeah. because, like, I feel like I don't even know what it is. Like, there's just this energy to people where it's like you can kind of get that feeling. And I've been so encouraged, like where I was kind of a little bit like jaded and like just looking at whack shit being like, what is this? And like now it's just like, wait, like there is a lot of people that have real fucking integrity. Yeah. And I do know I spent a lot of time talking shit and like, but I got, you know, I it's just because that's what I'm dealing with lately. Sure. You know what I mean? Like there are times where like that stuff doesn't matter to me where I'm like, I'm dealing with so much cool shit and so much creative stuff where I'm like, just so happy with like, you know, I'm like, fuck it. But like lately it's just like so much shit's been thrown at me where it's just like, so disheartening and encouraging to come back to me in like a week or two. And, and who knows, I'll probably have fucking, you know what I mean? So that's what the, that's what, what's going on with me. Dude, it's so good. Well, I mean, I guess the last piece that I would have or say is just like, if you could go back to a time, a kid just like you, or even a message to you, but like you at the hardest time, at the spot where you were just the most fucking lost, wherever that was, yeah. now with where you're at and what you've learned, what do you say to that version of you or that kid? I've thought about this a bunch because like some of like if I thought back to when I like literally like was dying in my car and had zero friends and no money and my family hated me and like I didn't think I would ever amount to anything yeah. and like I and I thought I'd be sitting here today with like everything that like we've done um is it's un it's unbelievable like there's there's a there's a if I could go back and tell myself I'd be like you're not going to believe me and this sounds like I'm lying because like at like your lowest point, you can't see any light. You know, you can't see anything. There is, there always is. Like there is always, there always is something to be like grateful for. And there's always something to like, the, there's gratitude to like be a fucking lot, be able to like have this fucking day. Like, you know, it's hard to see, but I, I don't know. It's unbelievable to I don't think that it, I would believe myself is the thing. Yeah. It's so, like, so it's like, but that's why it's amazing is right. because the world is an amazing place. And so 
you know, you never know what tomorrow is and never know like who you're going to run across and like change your life. You never know like what decision you make that may, you know, your worst decision may end up being your best decision. Yeah. You know, your worst action may end up benefiting you in a way that you never thought would be possible. And you may not see that for another 20 years, you know? Yeah. So it's like to go back and say that to that version of you, like truly that version wouldn't even be in the space to believe it. No, you you couldn't be. Yeah. There's just no way because you don't think anything of yourself. So oh. it's, it's a, it's a hard question because it's, it's almost an impossible answer, yeah. you know? Well, I mean, I guess then it's just like, thank fuck that you did make it through the hardest time. Like, who knows? I probably, I mean, fuck knows. I may have a harder time. <laughs> you know, who the fuck knows? Well, dude? yeah, yeah, I guess that's I true. I like to make but... stuff real hard for myself. <laughs> I guess I'm saying is like, that version of you that could have never made it out of Arizona and it could have just been you stuck in that, like, thank, thank God that like, you just kept going. Now here's the sad part about that. Sure. There are plenty of people out there that are fucking way better than me. They're way smarter than me, way more talented than me that didn't make it out. You know, that we could have seen some really amazing shit that we could have like witnessed like, you know, in some way I think that even I has done some sort of cultural revolution in, in, in some aspect, you know, in a tiny, tiny, tiny aspect. I'm not, wouldn't hold it in such high regards, but I think that in some way, shape or form, like it's shifted culture yeah. in, a, in a positive way. I can't imagine that, like, I couldn't, I couldn't even begin to tell you that, like, some of the people that I've met growing up that have died, like, they have, they would have impacted the world in such a positive way that that's the sad part is that, like, we may, will never see some of the most amazing things that could have been just due to, you know, being in that space. 100% agree with you. And that was insanely insightful. But I'll go on and add a side of positivity to that with now, with you being aware of that and having a platform and having been there and seen those people that are no longer around to make that impact. Now with everything you're doing, more so than ever, there is a chance to show those people and help those people, the next generation of those people. Yeah, that's why I do this stuff like this. It's like, if you want to, like, again, like, if you want to hear about Iman, I go to Iman. If you want to hear, like, like something that would be like mildly you know inspirational i guess i don't know like you know what i mean like i i just i work really really hard i do i try to tell the 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 truest story i can and i try to do the best at whatever i'm doing whether it's like a podcast or a music video or like emo night like i just try my my best in it and like it you know and sometimes my best isn't good enough and sometimes it is exactly where it should be and Sometimes I surprise myself and I'm like, this is cooler than I thought it would be. And like, it's, I just, I, I just never stop trying to, if you have something that you think is important and whether or not it's important to anybody else, it's important to you sooner or later, people will see it, you know? So that's just the way it is. And if it Fuck, is, is good. important, you know what I mean? So. Fuck, that's good. Yeah. I think we did the thing. All right. How long was that? More than an hour, huh? One thirty. Yeah. Wow. Oh wow. Yeah. Dude, it was just too good at the end. Like that was that was too real. Yeah. So thank you guys for listening. That is Morgan's story. I really hope you enjoyed it as much as I did and you take away as much inspiration as I did because he just so genuinely proves to create and work on shit that you believe in and break rules that you don't think need to be there. And that's 
everything I stand for and everything I'm trying to show and learn with this podcast. Um, if you aren't familiar or if you do know the things that he's working on, I would say like go do a deeper dive. Challenge yourself to look a little bit deeper into Rider Cry, a little bit deeper into Emo Night, a little bit deeper into OK Ballet, because there is this feeling and this attention to detail in everything they do that is so damn good. And that inspires me so, so much. So go follow him on Instagram. He's at Party Wizard, best handle I've ever heard of. And uh, through that, you'll find all of his other stuff. Uh, of course, I'm at Andrew underscore FTW. Share the episode, share it with your friends, all that good stuff if you did like it. And I'll be back next week with another episode. Later.